What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Welcome, everybody. I'm so happy, so glad that you're here with me today for another episode of Cultivating Kindness with Karen. We're here on the Inspired Choices Network, a wonderful place to hang out. So hang out with me for the next just a little shy of an hour, and we can have some great conversations about backbones. So I don't know if you read any of the description or anything beforehand before joining in, or maybe you just popped in now because you remembered, oh, hey, wow, it's two o'clock <laughs> and Karen's on. Whatever brought you here, I'm so happy that you are here. And I would love you to join in the chat room. You can come to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com, and I believe it's called a forward slash chat room, and you can join in and ask questions and be part of this conversation. It's a very personal one for myself. Uh, the idea of a backbone and everything that that implies and everything that I did not have around that idea of a backbone for a long time is all bubbling up to the surface. And just before uh, we came live, I was talking to uh, Sarah, who's producing my show for me today, and saying, I'm freezing cold. And when I get very cold, it's usually an indication that there's some healing going on with me. So we'll see what happens because my normal state of being here with you is that I get very actually hot. And I, I really warm up with all of the energy from you, from the listeners, from people who join in the chat, and then just you know uh, connecting to those in the future as well that will be listening to my shows. So today I'm cold. So this whole idea of backbone obviously is very personal then for me. Well, obvious to me, maybe not to you. Um, and it just is, it's something that I don't think we give a lot of attention to or think about very often, other than perhaps um, in a, crit a criticism when someone's being critical of us and they may say, oh, go go grow a backbone or something more on a negative side to it. And as a result, I think we kind of just kind of ignore this idea of having a backbone. I went to etymology, which if you follow my shows, you know I love, and I looked up backbone to see what it says. And in the very early uh, definitions, 14th century, it was kind of what you would expect, spine or um, vertebrae column. Then in 1843 here, it says, it became firmness of purpose and strength of character. So that's a real shift. And that's probably a little more of how you may think of backbone. That's sort of that, that strength aspect of it. So we're going to look at today, positives and negatives of growing, or quotes for those of you that are just listening, um, your backbone. I mean, because obviously we all have 
a spinal column in our bodies. We all have technically a backbone. It helps us with our posture. It helps us with uh, structure and strength and so many different aspects of our day-to-day movements. It's critical. Inside that backbone, in that spinal column, it houses all of those nerves and that's like a, a highway that is integral to us being alive every single day. It allows our movement, it allows our organs to function. Like it's, it's critical, it just is. So when we think about the backbone in the more metaphorical aspect, maybe it doesn't have that same element of being critical. Maybe it's not something that you really ever thought about. And I have not thought about whether I had a backbone or not for a long time. Let me think. I was, I would have been in my 40s when I heard the term jellyfish. And that's why I used it when I was talking about the show through the different social media posts. Jellyfish. The jellyfish has no backbone. It's flimsy and floppy and moves around. And as a result, it can actually do things and get into spaces and places that other creatures that have a firm backbone cannot get into. So for for a jellyfish, that's all it knows. And it's learned to adapt and to work well with not having a spine. I also learned very well how to not have this metaphorical spine, this theory of a backbone. I was a true jellyfish. Like I was such a jellyfish and it worked for me. I mean, it really did. I could blend in, I could contort, I could shift, I could change how I was showing up really easily. So when we're using this as the metaphor, if I had that backbone, then I would have had a stronger point of view, let's say. Or I would have had a belief about something that gave me strength. Or I maybe experienced something that I was like, no, I am not going to experience that again. A different type of strength. So to me, none of that was in my world. And it did enable me to be this person that could just float around. It worked. Was it necessarily a kindness to Karen to be without a backbone? Yes and no. At the time, absolutely, because it helped me stay out of situations I didn't want to be in. It helped me avoid conflict. I thought, thought that it helped me avoid judgments because I would blend in. I now know that that was not actually true, but that was how I looked at it. It was protection to be this way. And yet we can think of the actual spine in our bodies as how it protects our life. But when I didn't have that in the other aspects of how I was living, that was a form of protection for me. Maybe not the best choice. But in those moments, in that time in my life, 
where I was so fearful of people, so afraid of judgment and criticism, and so desperately wanting to be part of a group that I would agree to things just to fit in, that worked. And I'm sure for a lot of you who are listening, that you can relate to some of what I'm saying, maybe even all of it. And maybe that's still where you're at. And I totally understand it. I completely get it. However, now I would say it wasn't the best place for me. And I've chosen to no longer live that way and with being a jellyfish. Does that mean I can't change? Oh my goodness, no. I've changed so much. It means I certainly can change. It actually can imply or mean that I have more strength to change as a result. Before, before I changed to match somebody else's point of view or perception, now I'm changing for Karen. Now I do it because it feels good to me. There was, um, uh, well, I was gonna say there's a belief, but it's my belief as well, that everything that's going on inside your body is reflected to you or shown to you in your world around you. This is also one of the concepts of feng shui and just mindset work and just a variety of different labels that you could put on it. But what's going on inside is showing you or is showing up by what you see on the outside of you in your environment, in your workplace, in your home, your office, your bedroom, anywhere. And I've been thinking about that a little bit, and this may be part of the healing that was happening before coming on to the show. I was told hmm, about 10 after 11 this morning, so or 10 after 2. Oh, okay, so four hours ago, exactly that I have pretty significant osteoporosis and I have what's called a wedging in uh, one of my vertebrae. And so it's, it's not broken, but it's compressed and it, they call it like a partial fracture. And it's right across the middle of my back um, between the shoulder blades along where the ribs are, the seventh and eighth rib. And they, you know, obviously they want to be doing some things about this, but I was like, wow, that's really interesting. So if I'm going to now look at my outside life, because this is what's happening, happening in my body, where have I got a wedgie, right? Because they call it a wedging. Where's my wedgie in my life out here? What am I not paying attention to? What is giving me a nudge or information that I'm not looking at? And how would I like to change that once I allow myself to see it? So just like when I didn't, when I was a, we'll say when I was a jellyfish, I didn't see that there was anything different to do. That was normal. That was comfortable. It was all fine. And then I recognized, oh, wait, there's another way to be. Hmm. I wonder what that means. So now I'm actually looking at my actual physical spine and think, ah, so there's some areas that are weak. How would I like to address this? What 
is showing up in my world around me, my actual physical world. That's a reflection of this. And how do I address both? So that might be a topic for a whole other show because that's actually quite <laughs> quite an in-depth one. Um, but it's given me pause. And to find out that today and to have scheduled this show many weeks ago about talking about backbone. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It's brilliant. It really is brilliant. And I know you've heard me say that before, but really, you can't make this up. It's such a representation of me and my life. And you get to witness it all. <laughs> and I'm assuming you, you're you okay witnessing it because you keep showing up, which, again, I'm so grateful for. But it is, it's very interesting how I grow and change and bring new information to you and explain to you my trials and errors, my experiences, the difficult concepts that I've worked through, all of that. And then through the gift of my voice, I share it with you in hopefully ways that make sense in a way that makes you think in a way that maybe I take something that's a little more complicated or a strange concept to look at and make it very simple, easy to use, user-friendly. That's my desire. Cultivating kindness with Karen. My desire is to bring forward to you information to make your life better. I am a storyteller, I'm a role model, and I'm somebody who works with difficult concepts to make them easier for others to understand. And this is all in my human design and my, my astrology charts and everywhere I go and look about myself. And now I'm bringing that forward to you using these gifts, stepping into these aspects of myself, and only as a result of choosing to have a backbone. A jellyfish that I was wouldn't do well with this. She would never have said yes. That's just long and the short of it. Nope, she would not have said yes. So on that note of me saying yes to having a black back, a backbone, a backbone and bringing you all of this information today, we need to go to our first break. So stay with us. Maybe give a little thought to some of the things we've been talking about. Bring some questions forward if you would like. Join the chat room. I would love to hear from you. And so we will be back on the Inspired Choices Network for more information. And we're going to look at actually what it takes to bring this backbone into existence for yourself when we come back. All right, everyone. We'll be back shortly. Thank you. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, backbone conversation today. And if you have questions like you just heard in the commercial, please send me an email, karen at karenlesley.ca. And Leslie is L-E-S-L-I-E. And I would be happy to have a conversation with you or to answer any of your questions. You can also find me on all of the different social media platforms. Um, if you just look for Karen Leslie on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. I mean, I'm there with all of those things. And you will be able to, on some of them as well, find the recordings for my shows. You can find them here on the Inspired Choices Network under the podcast. And any platform that you love to listen to your uh, podcast on, just search Cultivating Kindness with Karen, and you'll find me because we are everywhere. Inspired Choices Network has an amazing, an amazing reach to make it very easy for you to listen to myself and to all of the amazing hosts that we have here. All right. So now back to the backbone. One of the reasons I actually hesitated when I started to think about having a backbone and standing up for myself. Hmm, maybe not even before standing up for myself, just actually acknowledging that I would make a choice for myself. That brought in fear of criticism. Because I had had over 40 years of just being very agreeable. I was so nice. I was very kind. And if you listen to the very first show I did back in December, I talked about kindness from different perspectives and what it means to many people. And often it can mean doing something for somebody else that they would like you to do. That is a perception. I was amazing at it, but I took it too far because I left me completely out of the picture on purpose to take care of me. So then if I want to find out, hmm, what do I actually believe? Because to be honest, I really didn't have a lot of my own beliefs. It was very easy and comfortable just to believe whatever somebody else was believing whom I was with. It was safe. It was easy. I didn't have to think about doing anything. It didn't mean I had to act on any of it. I just quietly agree. And that left a massive void in my life because I didn't take the time to figure out what does Karen believe. 
So when I was going to work with that, it was scary. It was too wide open. It was too vast. But I did. I did continue to work with it. And I did find out things that I do believe in and some things that I didn't believe in. But I knew that then by saying those things, I was going to possibly draw in criticism from other people or judgment from other people. And that was really, really scary. And there's a lot of us, so many of us walking around on this planet right now who are fearful of judgment and criticism, and we are very conflict avoidant. So if that's you, check in and see, you know, are you more jellyfish? Or do you have more of a backbone? Or do you have a partial one and you're working your way through it? We have all of these fears for a variety of different reasons. And they they get in our way of actually getting to know who we are. It prevents us from being truly authentic. Now, in the past, people felt that I showed up amazingly authentic because I always showed up in this very kind, giving, I'll do it for you person. The I'll do it for you actually let me perhaps leave an environment and go into the background to do something. I felt better there. For a long time, I believed that's who I was. So I thought I was being authentic until I realized differently. And then to show up being my authentic self, I knew that that was going to possibly invite in comments or situations that were going to make me uncomfortable. So I had a choice, which was more important to me, the people pleasing or knowing, supporting and being there for Karen. And it went back and forth. It just kind of depended on the circumstances and the situation or the person that I was with for a long time as I was developing this strength for myself. And on Facebook, just a little while ago, when I was um, promoting the show for today, somebody, a friend of mine, wrote in and asked a question about you know, how to say no to people or how to, how to well, I guess the, I didn't have the words right here in front of me, but it was like how to say no to being with somebody when their behavior is unhealthy to be with. And my essence of the question was like, these are people that you, this person was hanging out with, is friends with, and now needs to take a step back and not be with them all the time, or perhaps not at all. This is a really difficult question for a lot of people. Now, the reason it's a difficult one for this individual to address is because they don't have a full grasp of what's important to them. They're still sitting on the fence with what to do. When you know that a behavior is completely unhealthy for you to be around, you will say no. If you're giving that person an opportunity to to change, to develop a healthier behavior, or to start letting go aspects of what you see as being unhealthy, and that you can help them do that, 
If you're going into it from the perspective of not wanting judgment or criticism or hurting their feelings, then you don't actually have your own back. You're not working from the strength of your backbone. You're becoming more of a jellyfish. And I know that this person can't be on live with us today. They're working and had a meeting, but I'm hoping that they'll come back and listen to the replay later. And if there's questions, let me know, because it is a difficult situation to look at to say, how do I say no to this person? How do I say what I want? When, especially when you have a history of always saying yes. And if you have a history of being a people pleaser, you'll ruffle some feathers. You'll get some people raising their eyebrows at you and looking at you like, what are you doing? Where's this coming from? Who are you listening to that you're changing your mind? or whatever it might be that comes out of their mouth or that energy that they project onto you that you are aware of. And to be honest, it's time. It is recognizing it, a little bit of getting used to it and learning how to not be in reaction to it. There's lots of ways to do that. And there's lots of tools to do it. And it's not simple, not initially, because you're confronting your fears and fantastic, like fantastic. So proud that that would be a choice you would make because it's your fear that's kept you stuck as the jellyfish or as a people pleaser. So confronting those fears is going to be uncomfortable. It will draw in criticism and judgments from others. Now, those that are truly open and willing to see you for who you are and to give you that space to be and develop into whomever you wish to be, they'll be fine with it. They may question it. They may like, wait, whoa, that caught me off guard. And then they'll be fine with it. It's like when my kids would say and still sometimes say, okay, who took my mom and, and who are you? Where'd she go? The first time I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, I've done something wrong. I said something wrong. I hurt somebody's feelings. And I went into that defensive, reactive mode that I was wrong. But then I actually realized that they were laughing. Like, they liked what I said. They were just surprised I had said it. Right? Here's a comment in the comment. In, in the chat room here, yeah, from Sarah, I want the old Sarah back. You will hear those things, and they can actually just go straight into your heart. And you think, I've done wrong. But you haven't done anything wrong. You've taken steps into actually learning who you are, being willing to be more authentically who you are. And holding that space for yourself. Now, when I've heard things like that, I've said, sorry, she's not here now. And leave it. Don't go into justification. Don't go into defending who you are. Because that opens the door for other people then to come in and try and beat you down to go back to that other person. 
part of that strength that you're building for yourself is to know that it's okay to just say no. Or it's okay to say yes to something that in the past you would have said no to. Whatever the reasons are, doesn't matter right now. When we try to go back to being the old Karen, you undo so much and you tell the mind, you send the, the brain this message, I can't do this. This is too hard. This isn't who I, I want to be. And your mind will go back to all that programming that's still there for who you used to be, how you used to speak, how you would show up and how you would think and just bring it all back to the front of the list to give you all those ideas right away as soon as you come into any situation again. And it will very quickly erode and let go of all of those steps you took forward in building new neural pathways, building new, new bones, new strength, new courage, so that you can get to know you. Because that's what your backbone is. It's knowing who you are, what's important to you, not based on old programming and old beliefs and things people have told you that this is how things are. Building that backbone is self-awareness, self-trust, self-confidence, and more. All right, on that, we're going to take our next break here on the Inspired Choices Network. I am so grateful, grateful that you are here with me on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Please come back after this commercial break here so that we can continue talking about this backbone. You've grown it. Now what do we do with it? And how is it going to serve you? Hmm. I take that back. I really dislike the word serve. So when you get your backbone, how is it going to support you? How will it enhance your life? All right. So more backbone talk after we come back from these commercials. I'm Karen Leslie, and I'm thrilled that you're here with me today on the Inspiring Choices Network. We'll be back soon. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. 
We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. We're here on Cultivating Kindness with Karen, talking about our backbone. Well, only a little bit about the actual backbone that we have in our bodies. We're talking about that spiritual, energetic, metaphorical backbone that really, for many people, myself included, is a bit of a mystery. And often when we think about the backbone, it can be from a place of judgment, criticism, you know, a negative aspect, because somebody will talk about whether we do or do not have a backbone from a perspective of that it's wrong. So you can hear from people, as we were saying earlier, right in the first segment, you know, go grow a back, uh, go grow a backbone. This is getting harder for me to say as the show goes on. <laughs> and then you could also, when you get one, it's like, so when did you grow a backbone? Like, who gave you, you know, and then fill in the blank. It seems you can't win, right? And that's such a true aspect of so much in our life, because we will always have people who are going to be in agreement with us and in disagreement with us. Until we get to that place where it doesn't matter, then you're going to be in reaction mode to it. And then hopefully you get that wound down so that you're maybe more just responding to something somebody has said versus reacting. These are all different stages of growing that backbone for yourself, coming out of people pleasing, coming out of fear of criticism, fear of being seen, you know, that, that desire to be present but never challenged, to be seen but not highlighted, you know, to know you're there, but not to have too much expectations from your anybody else for you. Those are very compact, that's the word I'm getting, compact ways of living. There's very set parameters around yourself. And it will work for many people until it maybe doesn't. And so now you choose to grow a backbone. You choose to stand up for yourself. And in order to do that, as we were saying, you need to get to know yourself. What do you like? What don't you like? Have you been going and watching comedy acts for years with your friends and you actually really don't like stand-up comedy? But you go and you laugh when they laugh? And then what are you going to do the next time they invite you? When you realize that you don't enjoy that form of entertainment. What you would love to do would to be go to be go to go to a live theater and watch a musical. Would you say that? I wouldn't have for a long time. When I would go uh, and see stand up comedy, I would actually be afraid to laugh before anybody else laughed 
in case I was laughing incorrectly and what they said wasn't really that funny. I mean, like how screwed up and messed up is that? So yes, I like to go, but I was afraid to laugh. We all have these very unique ways of showing up. And all it's doing is creating internal conflict for yourself. It's actually creating you more stress. It's creating more anxiety. And in truth, what from my personal experience, I had more anxiety in that way of living than I did with the anxiety of coming out of it. And the reason for me was because I knew I was doing it for myself. Everything else I was doing for others. So if I wanted to laugh earlier than other people, that would have been for me because it struck me as hilariously funny and I wanted to just burst out. But I, I, I maybe let a peep, but then people would, I noticed people looked at me, so I would stop. Instead, it was wrong to be the first person to laugh. But that person on stage may have loved the fact that this lady sitting over to the side here laughed so loud and so quick to what they were saying. I'll never know because I wouldn't do it. Spending time with who you are, spending time knowing what you like and what you don't like, and letting go of unhealthy attachments to those beliefs takes some dedication. And every time you firm up that dedication to yourself, you firm up another layer or level or vertebrae, if you want, of your strength in choosing who you wish to be, in choosing to be authentically you. If you just joined us, you may wish to go back to the beginning of the show because I was saying you cannot be authentically you if you don't have that strength of who you are and you know who you are. That authenticity that appears, sort of authenticity, is actually you being there for someone else and playing the role that they want you to play. It is not you. Sure, you're going to have some internal conflicts. And that's when you can reach out to people for support. It doesn't have to be professional people. It can be a family member or a good friend. Someone that you know will not be in that place of judgment. Someone that you know that if you then say to them, well, you know, I don't actually love doing this anymore. But they'll go, oh, okay, I didn't realize that. What would you like to do? That place of non-judgment and of acceptance of you. Now, not everybody has the privilege and the pleasure of having people like that in their lives. Then you need to reach out to others, whether you hire a coach, uh, you work with someone like myself, you know, an energy practitioner and coach or whomever it might be. You um, go to a, a psychologist or a social worker or somebody else. It doesn't matter. Get the assistance you need because it's very important to know what doesn't work for you and how to let it go. The mind is really loving those pat answers that you give and have been giving for a long time. So get the support to help to change that. 
The more you know who you are and what you like, the less internal conflict you'll have. The less cortisol you're making because you have less stress in your body. The less impact is going to be on your cells. The more you're going to be releasing the hormones that actually make you feel good. There's so many reasons why this is really important that we figure out authentically who we are. Don't go into beating yourself up. Don't go into past judgments. Leave all of that alone. And if you have trouble with that, because some people get very addicted to hearing these negative statements. They get they they really tie into them and believe them. And in a kind of strange way, but I mean it's it makes perfect sense to me. They require to hear it over and over and over again. The absence of hearing these negative uh, comments or judgments is actually very uncomfortable because they have bought into them as being such a strong aspect of who they are. It's like that judgment has become their backbone. That judgment has become that space of strength as to how they need to function. Misaligned backbone from my perspective, but that can be how it is working. Letting go of these beliefs that we've grown up with. Letting go of that response from the other person when you behave in that way, answer in that way, tell them what they wish to hear. Seeing a different reaction. Yeah, it can be really tough. Is it worth it? Yes. I'm sitting here today with you. Doing my show live, inviting you in for comments, inviting you to say, hey, I don't get that or I don't believe that. And that's okay. Knowing who I am, knowing what I believe in, knowing that it's important for me to support Karen gives me the strength to handle situations that come forward. Not going to mean I'm going to love them all. No. But it does mean that I know I can deal with them. It does mean I have acquired all kinds of tools and knowledge and information that has brought me to where I am today. So I will know how to handle them. And you're exactly the same. I'm no different. I have nothing special. No special skill sets. No Magical witchy powers, even though I've been called a witch numerous times. What I've done is choose Karen over and above choosing others. Do I still have compassion and love and care and desires to help others? 100%. But I'm not going to do it at the detriment of myself. Not anymore. When I help others from that place of being strong within myself, I have even more desire to help others. I grow in my own strength. And that strength emits out and enables me to do more for other people. There are so many benefits 
to learning who you are. There are so many benefits to being vulnerable and allowing yourself to see all these aspects of you. I mean, like I said at the very beginning in the first episode, when I had this diagnosis for my spine, you know, earlier uh, this morning, I could have reacted in many different ways. And But what I did was I responded and went, so I wonder what this is indicating that's going on in my life. That was a new response for me. You will find ways to look at things from a completely different perception or point of view. or, or And that will give you the strength as well. All right. We are up to our last break. So the time is flying by here, and I am so happy that you have hung in with me for all of this time so far on this episode of Cultivating Kindness with Karen. I invite you to come back for our last segment because we're going to be looking at practicing, maybe, having this strength and what that looks like and spending some time and understanding what it is that really makes you happy that reinforcement, because reality is we slide back, we make mistakes. So what do we need to know so that we continue to move forward to strengthen and love what this strength is bringing to us? All right, we're having our commercials right now. I will be with you on the other side. Thank you so much for being here with me. I'm Karen Leslie, and I love sharing this conversation with you. All right, everyone. Thank you. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so happy you're here with me today. So we've talked about a backbone and jellyfish from so many different perspectives throughout the show today. And if you're just catching the last segment of it, welcome. I'm glad you're here. However, I really encourage you to go back and listen from the beginning again. So maybe this last segment will make a little more sense to you. When we have that strength, when we grow that backbone, that's the essence of your power. And to me, those are very strong words. It's the essence of your power, right? The actual backbone in your physical body is also part of the essence of your power. It enables you to move and function and do so many things. It is essential and the essence of your power in your body. Of course, we have organs, hearts, and all these things that do things as well, but it's all 
intricately, yeah, I can say it, connected. Just like building that backbone for yourself energetically is the essence of your power. When you have that belief and trust in what you know to be true for you, you stand differently. Your strength shows up differently. Your power is right there for you in a split second. You don't need to pause and think, how am I going to answer this? Or what can I do so I don't have to answer or don't have to participate? You will know what's right for you. And that is such a gift. As I've said, getting to that space can, be, can take some time. And as a result of truly, really recognizing that it, it does take time and support to make these very large changes. Well, even sometimes, to be perfectly honest, some small changes. We may think it's a small change, but if our point of view is very, very strong about it, we're very attached to it, then it can still take quite a while for that to be shifted, to be let go of, and for something new to come into that space. Working with someone is key. And I'm going to just take a couple of moments, just literally maybe two minutes, to share with you that I have a new program that's coming out. Well, it is out now. It's a, a customized monthly program that people can join into. It has a set fee every month. And what you receive for that is three sessions a month together that we work one-on-one. -on -one. You'll receive customized support and resources for yourself, and we will have a way of communicating through whether it's texting or message or, or whatever, so that I can help you when things get really tough right away as well. Programs like this are integral in helping us to move forward and to truly identify what is our strength? What is it that we believe? And what do we need to let go of? To have that authenticity, you need that backbone. You really do. To have that space of trusting you, that backbone needs to come into play. Letting go, being vulnerable, having courage are just some of the aspects of this being together. Knowing you can say no to somebody, knowing you need to change a relationship for your health requires that strength. Let me know if I can help you. It is very important. These internal conflicts, they're real. You've experienced them. You know them. And it takes time for them to go away. Now, to be 100% honest, what you're working on, that internal conflict, it goes away. And guess what? Something else surfaces because you have un, unearthed, if you will, what's been hiding the difficulties, this cause of the stress, the anxieties and the fears within you. And as you do that, as you unearth them and you clear them and they, they leave, it does give an opportunity for something else to come forward, which will contribute to you being stronger and stronger. It all is coming forward 
to support you, to give you strength, to enable you to look at yourself from that place of love and trust and without judgment. Am I totally there? Nope, not yet. But do I love where I stand now? Yes. And because I love it, I keep doing more. And because I love this person, this Karen I am now, I get excited to see who she's going to be. Are any of us totally there? Question in the chat room. Uh, no, I think no. <laughs> it's a constant effort and constant growth. And that's the beauty of being human, that we can do all of this. It's amazing. So we are really running out of time here. I've only got a couple of minutes. So uh, next week's show is on now is the time to step into your light. Hmm. Growing that backbone, standing a little taller. And there's a saying, um, I believe it's out of Australia, maybe New Zealand, about being a tall poppy and what that causes and what that what happens. We're going to look into that next week. And between now and then, I hope you will seriously look at what you would like to change to strengthen your belief in yourself. To strengthen that love and desire to learn more about you. If you struggle, reach out. And remember, call in waves of kindness and let those words, let that energy just flow through you and to you right out. Every time you call in waves of kindness, you're supporting yourself, you're reducing anxiety, you're taking stress out of the body. It's a gift to you. A gift, and I call it a tool, but a gift that I hope that you will utilize. Know that you may stumble a little bit. You may go a couple of steps forward and a step back. Call in those waves of kindness. Maybe say hashtag that's not me anymore. And know there is nothing more valuable than getting to know who you are. So please join me next week. I have loved having you here with me today. It's always so much fun to be here and spend time. Love you all, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at karenlesley.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.